Welcome to Woman by Design, Woman on Purpose. This is a rich podcast by Rich Woman Magazine with me, your host, Dr. Renee, lifestyle editor and founder of Woman by Design. My guest today is Sandy Chow. And Sandy is an amazing woman. She is a creative and innovative designer and storyteller. And uh, she's an entrepreneur who's on a mission to heal 1 billion souls by 2030 through self-love and helping others find their purpose in life. This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign, and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations, to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Woman by Design on Rich uh, Woman Magazine. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. And my name is Sandy and I've been on this journey just just this year, like learning to love myself and self-love. It's been really difficult. And especially for me, it's especially being a female and being Asian because we always been told not to say anything, not to... Uh, talk or like always put your head down and I never been able to share myself very vulnerably and authentically and that has been really hard because you really want to get what you're dealing with like taken care of like it's mental health therapy it's not in the question at all and it's sad because it's just, it just, you have this almost like an illness inside of you, but you're not encouraged to share because as Asians, we've been told, and probably not just Asians, but a lot, a lot of people haven't been able to share very vulnerably because we feel that the world is going to judge us and no one cares. And I started on this journey of learning more about myself and growing and just focusing on myself. And I, back in, I think back in May, I got a mental breakdown and that was my kind of like my breaking point. That's when I reached out for help and spoke to a therapist and now I feel a lot more happier and a lot and like I don't have that many breakdowns as much 
because I found my purpose and my purpose is to heal 1 billion souls by 2030 by simply building a community, a safe place for people to talk and and have this authentic communication. And I can see that this can go really far because what we really need is more love for ourselves. Loving ourselves, embracing every part, bits and parts of ourselves. And that I see that is, is what's missing in this world. Wow, that is so powerful. How do you express love for yourself? How does that show up? This thing, this self-love, it's still hard for me sometimes because I still get, sometimes get affected by what people say to me. And so I have to recognize that, like, I have the full control, not them. I can't control what other people think of me. I have to control myself. If I can control and stay myself and stay grounded, then I'll be happier because I can't change someone's mind about what they think of me. If they think of me a certain way, I have to learn to really just, just um, not really soak in all that negativity. If I hear something that, that I don't really agree with or they're, they think about me a certain way, I have to learn to control the way I feel. And the way to do that is just to stop, pause, and notice that you're not the only one that's dealing with these issues, that like the world is, is have experienced the same type of situation that you're in. And yeah, I just, I just have to be more present and be around people who are really going to uplift you. And I, and that's what I've been um, around. A lot of females are really um, motivating and they are um, really supportive of me and my journey. And then being around a community where I feel safe. Oh. That is so important. That is so important that you have a good community, a good uh, environment so that you can continue to maintain this journey that you're on. How do you stay focused? What is your superpower or what centers you? How do you stay centered or focused? I have a hard time being focused because I recently got diagnosed with ADHD and I wish I knew this a long time ago. And I was the one who self-diagnosed myself and talked to a psychiatrist because okay. I, because I just been falling through the cracks at work and missing important deadlines. And I just kept blaming myself for that because I didn't like that feeling of being called out and telling, and then everyone like thinks that I'm like careless and make mistakes and stuff. So I self-diagnosed myself and talked to a psychiatrist. And then I was like, actually I, I wasn't like upset. 
or I, I didn't feel I actually felt it was a good thing that I, that I self-diagnosed myself because I was actually very excited when I was reading the symptoms about ADHD. I was actually laughing because I was like, oh, that's me, like forgetting where, where my keys are and forgetting everything. Like I lose my wallets and everything all the time and not being focused. So I, what I did was I got on Clubhouse in May and I just raised my hand and I shared and I asked, I asked someone in, in the clubhouse if they can coach me on time management. And he's been my, he's still my coach and I meet him like about once a month. And then he told me that he can help me with time management. And so he told me take a little bit by little every single day, just write one thing, one thing, one task, and then interrupt, not, not interrupt it. Don't just focus on four to five minutes until you complete that task and then move on to the next. And with me doing that, just focusing on one task at a time, that has helped me focus a lot more because when I see the whole entire schedule, and I tried this like a couple months, like maybe five or six months ago, where I was told that you have to, I have to create this weekly accomplishment. I have to write everything down and I have to send it to my manager. And I, I also had to add all my daily tasks into the weekly accomplishment. And I realized that did not work for me because that was like an overwhelm. And then that kind of also resulted my breakdown too, because it was just too much um, to me, for me to, to do this like weekly. Just, and so then like when, I, when my coach told me to just focus one thing at a time, he told me that humans aren't really supposed to multitask. And the problem is that the society is telling us to multitask. And so when you multitask, you lose that focus. And it's not just like an ADHD thing. It's for all humans that you want to focus on just that one task. And then also, like, if you have plans, like just, or you want to start your own business, but then you're doing so many other things at the side, which is what I have been doing, that it's really hard to stay focused. So it's just dial it down and just focus one thing at a time. And it has been helping me. And it, it trained me to not make as much mistakes will still happen, but it didn't, it wasn't like this couple of months ago, like before, before I met my coach, I was always forgetting a lot of things and it was very overwhelming until I started just focusing one task every day and I'll write down and then just focus on that and then move on to the next task. That is so good. That is so good. As you were saying that, I was thinking about how the saying that we should take life one day at a time. <clears throat> and so you're saying 
sometimes we need to even take it one thought at a time, focus on one thing at a time. And so that is just so good. Do you remember a time in your life when you were afraid of not being good enough? Oh, all the time, especially when I was a kid. And, and definitely, I can't remember, it's been so long ago, but I always been afraid of everything. Afraid of the dark, afraid of roller coasters, and just afraid to talk to people. That was my, probably my biggest fear is talking to people because when I was in high school, I used to talk like a little mouse. Like you can barely hear me speak. It's like that girl on Pitch Perfect, the Asian girl, like we, mm. we can't hear where she, she says, that was mm. me. And I couldn't even hear her. Like, and, and I was like, oh my God, that reminded me of my, of how I was. And then sometimes I get frustrated because I thought I would be like loud enough, but then they, I can't hear what you're saying. And so I, I had this fear of talking to people. And I think it probably had to do with having ADHD because I tend to process a lot of things in my head. I try to analyze what I'm going to say because I think that if I, if I don't, analyze what I'm going to say, I might say the wrong things and people might get offended. And so I always had that fear. But another fear I had was people yelling at me. That was my biggest fear. I would shut down. I would, my body would just start, start uh, shaking and I would get really scared because I guess as a child, I always got yelled at all the time. And so that resulted in a lot of trauma for me when someone would yell at me and I would just shut down and cry. And so how are you dealing with triggers? Do you still have triggers from that trauma or have you overcome that? Um, it's getting a lot better now because I've been focusing on my self-growth and I went through this this transformational program called Landmark. And I'm glad I, I paid money for this program and I'm still in this program to this day because I just love the, the people in Landmark. They've been really supportive and it's also me getting off, like just get, getting off it. Because when, when your mind is constantly on it and it keeps running and running you just can't stop and I used to have so much anxiety and I had panic attacks because I didn't know how to stop it and so now like when I recognize oh this is what happened so I'm able to um, stop myself and be more like focused and know think about like like, where is this occur occurring? Sometimes we're not really thinking consciously, but then subconsciously it's there. Like, it's our subconscious mind is very like layers and layers deep. And so we have to um, 
learn to be conscious. It's all about practicing and training your brain to stop, notice what's going on in your head, and then, and then, and then take it one bit at a time to calm yourself down. But you have to stop and not allow yourself to get into that deeper and deeper into your thoughts. Wow. That is really so good. I was just going to ask you about what do you think? Because we hear a lot about women's transformation. And uh, so I was just going to ask you about your personal insights. And you started opening in, opening up a little bit about a program that you were, a uh, transformational program that you were engaged in. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Or what do you think about transformation? Yeah. Transformation is very important because right now, like there's, when you go, when you're in school, they don't teach you these type of the things like these, how to have more self-growth, like how to deal with these type of situations. They don't really train you on mindset. They just train you on like the curriculums and that's, I don't, think that's enough and I wish I had this program when I was in in high school because that would have been like like a breakthrough for me and me going through this program took a lot for me to be in this program and to be confronted like confronting your own past and then if you confront your past And then put this past behind you and not carry your past into your future because that's also a result in your subconscious mind. We're not really thinking about what's really going on, but then it's like recurs back in our into our lives. Because the way we were being sometimes, we're not conscious aware that this is how we show up in other people's lives. I self-sabotage myself many times and I complain many times and to the point where like all these things I've been bringing up were coming from my subconscious mind and the past. And so what the program, the landmark program trains you is to stop telling you to yourself these stories that you're not good enough because mm. Words are very powerful. And then like the language that we use in these words is very crucial. I've been telling myself I'm not good enough. And I'm not good at anything. Like I'm stupid because I grew up, also grew up with a learning disability, which also hindered me from seeing what I was capable of doing until I got into this program, it, it's like a three-day program, th three days, yeah, three days. And then I took another curriculum and then another curriculum and it took more because it was helping me build more, more. It really helped me strengthen my mind and also how to deal with these situations that I don't want to get into. And so 
it was very confronting for myself, but it helped me shift my mindset to, to a a better place where I'm not always, um, not always um, downing myself and thinking I'm not good enough because the words I use was really horrible. And just always telling myself not good enough. I'm not good look, I'm not pretty. And when, when just like, just this year, when I started being on Clubhouse, because Clubhouse is just really amazing. I met a lot of people. And I'm in this program, part of Landmark, called a Teens Management Leadership Program. And in my team, I started to talk more. I don't, and because I was talking more and I told my teammates that I wanted to be more memorable. And so people knew who I was and they saw that, oh my God, Sandy's such such a great contribution to the team with all these creative ideas, always trying to think of ways to resolve these problems. And then they asked me if, if I want to be an accountable, which is the leader. And so I didn't really want to because it was like, I it was like, I was conflicted with time. I didn't want to get involved. I, I didn't want to like be a leader, but because they asked me if I want to be accountable and be, they call this a statistician where we have to report our stats to see how effective we are for throughout the week. We, each week you have a milestone. And now like unofficially the statistician for this quarter, it just started like a couple of weeks ago. And I started realizing like, I'm really smart. Like I'm really creative, innovative. And I'm like always thinking outside the box. And I was like really amazed at myself because I was able to see what I'm good at. And even though if if I'm not gonna, I'm not good at this right now, but I'm gonna improve on it and to get better. And with that being said, this program has really taught me a lot of, and I've been on this self growth journey since 2019. And I didn't do this program whole year um, last year because of COVID, but I would say if I was still, I was in this program last year, I would have been, my growth would have been like growing since a year and a half ago because it's just amazing how much I have grown. Wow. That certainly sounds like transformation to me, Sandy. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. What is your advice to our listeners who want to make changes in their life and to find their own true self or worse? I would say really tap into your inner child because as you're a child, you don't really think about what you're not good at because you're, when you're a child, you're always very like bubbly, positive, and it's like you're not scared of like danger, but it also has to come from if you're a parent that 
not to impose like fear on the child because that's what my mom did a lot of times when I was a kid don't do this don't do that because this and that will happen and me so me and my brother has been really terrified with a lot terrified and really had this traumatic experience because we always felt like we, we weren't good enough because mm. or it's like when you pose fear it's in in some of in our in my mom's mind it's like protecting the child but when you protect them too much it creates a lot of problems because now the child is not going to be willing to go out on their own and really explore because they're t- they're they're telling themselves they can't do it and i've been telling myself i can't do it i'm not good enough and so when i had this when i when they told my parents that i i have learning disability my parents were always telling me that it's okay it's okay i know you work hard in school it's okay if you fail it's okay just take your time don't worry about that and then they always said i was slow which is not a good thing to tell a child because that told me like, oh, I'm slow. Like I'm not smart. And it takes me so long to finish my homework because I didn't understand a lot of the materials. And that if you're maybe a teenager or a young adult, or maybe your adult, like later in your adulthood, is mm-hmm. really um, just think about just think about what you're good at because there there is this word called ikigai and yes. it's really what you're passionate about what you're good at and if you want and it's, ikigai is a really great word and it's a Japanese word for a reason for being and it's basically to find your own purpose. And, and it's really to take on these challenges is to really get yourself out there, put yourself out there and don't worry about fail, failing. I fell so much in school that I always been told I got, I was below average. Not the teacher telling me it was like the, it was the results I got from taking these exams. And I always had below average, she had, and they, they said I had audio deficit disorder. As a child, I read it and it was like, and that was also damaging as well because, because they obviously, they didn't know that I had ADHD. And then like ADHD, it's not a disorder. It's actually a superpower. It's actually my superpower. I believe that everyone has a superpower, but whenever you fail, don't ever give up and keep going because if you fail and you give up, then you won't be able to pick yourself back up. And so failing is part of you discovering what you what went wrong and what can you 
what can you learn from it? Learning is very crucial, but then you have to fail in order to learn what you failed at. And that, and then when, when, once you learned, oh, this is where it went wrong. And then this is the solution. And then that's for success. Because I was in a situation at work where no one wanted to train me. This two years ago. I started this job, no one wanted to train me. And I was I want I was on the verge of quitting because this is stressful. And no one wanted to train me. And then the result of that was that I didn't give up. I found other solutions. I found other people to ask questions and that I, and then I started to just keep learning, be curious and ask more questions. And as a result, I started training other people. I tried to start training new people that came on board because I didn't want them to feel that way. I didn't want them to feel like when they come in, newly in an, as a new employee that it just sucks being that person that no one wants to train. And I didn't want people to have that same feeling. Even though you're at like a situation at work or at school where you're failing, ask more questions. I wish I did that when I was high school. I didn't ask enough questions because I didn't know how to ask the question. And I was afraid of being wrong. And that didn't help me learn because I didn't ask enough questions. And so it's okay to be wrong. And it's just, we're all learning. We're all learning and just never give up. And I would say, my best advice is to fail as many times as you, as many times. And because when you fail early and you fail and you keep failing, you eventually will be successful because the failing is part of, it, part of their own success. Wow. That is revelation there, that failing is part of your success. You've dropped so many nuggets. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. It helps, keep, it helps you to keep learning. And I just love that the fact that you're saying failing, I put down is, is an act of, or a way of discovery, that you discover who you are each time you fail. So in essence, you're really not failing, you're discovering. That is so powerful. And I love the fact that you said you found your superpower, what your superpower is. And so that is so amazing. How can our listeners uh, find you? Oh, I can, they can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is South, South Growth Sandy. Say it again. South Growth Sandy. Self Growth Sandy. Okay. And in your bio, you said you wanted us to join your mission to heal 1 billion souls by 2030. How can we do that? Yeah, I'm going to paste my 
my Google uh, form in the in the, in my bio as well as on Instagram. So I'd, I'll post it um, in a little bit. This is amazing, and I love again that you shared with us Ikigai, which is a reason for being. And so you believe everyone has Ikigai? Yes. Absolutely. And Ikigai and is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. I-K-I-G-A-I. Wow, wow, wow. So how can we discover our Ikigai? I'm still um, learning more about that. I, I actually um, borrowed a, a book about Ikigai. So they okay. have couple of books I, I found on Amazon I actually I'm gonna start reading on like an audio version or like or like a pdf version I just downloaded the pdf file on my computer awesome wonderful 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 I was uh, looking at something a little earlier and it talked about what you love what you are good at what the world needs which you're saying is love and what you can be paid for or what you can monetize. And so we are just excited about uh, Ikigai and learning uh, how to love ourselves and how to be a part of your mission to reach a billion souls by 2030. Wow, I wanna thank you so much for being my guest on Woman by Design podcast. And we're very grateful to our listeners for being here with us. And if you enjoy this podcast, I would invite you to share and listen to my colleagues' podcasts also on richwoman.co slash podcast slash right. And so we again want to encourage you to follow us at, at the Clubhouse at Rich Woman Magazine and join us for the first 24-hour Game Changers Summit, where I share the red carpet with world-class influencers who are leading from the future. Thank you so very much, Sandy. This was a powerful interview, and we are going to uh, join those that are in uh, Rich Woman Magazine room in the clubhouse, and uh, we're gonna take some questions, and, and if you have anything else you wanna share, we're going to do that over in the clubhouse. Thank you so much. Did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share with us before we let you go? No. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you are so welcome. And we appreciate your time. And we'll see you in the clubhouse in just a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.